We're so glad you joined us today. Whether you're joining us on the radio or you're joining us on the podcast, we are excited that you have joined us wherever you are or however you're listening. We are glad that you have tuned in to On The Way. Uh, we have a special guest in the studio today. Pastor Kevin is not with us. He is, uh, let me rephrase that. <laughs> he is still with us. He's still alive. We love it. But uh, we have a special guest host today because Pastor Kevin is not able to be in the studio. That is what I meant to say. Uh, so forgive me for that. Uh, I have my friend uh, Don Cox is here. He is a local SBCV representative. Uh, welcome, Don. Glad you're in the studio with us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you picking me up on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. I see what you did there. Thank you. Very good. I'm trying to pick up on the theme here. Yeah, yeah. There is a theme, and uh, we we do call this on the way because you know people are always on the way somewhere. Uh, they're you know right now you may be listening. You might be on the way to work. You might be uh, listening on the radio, and you're on your way to church on Sunday morning. You might have just gotten off work and you're on the way to the refrigerator to get a snack. Uh, but either way, we call it on the way because everybody's on the way somewhere. And we want to make sure that we do our best to help them find their way on the way to heaven. And I know that's a big part of the SBCV. And uh, so I just want to spend a little bit of time right here at the beginning of the episode. Um talking with you and just kind of getting to know you a little bit. Um, Don, we've got uh, March that's coming. This is March already. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. What happened? Wow. Yeah, it's 2022. We're already third month in. Goodness gracious, it's just moving so quickly. I don't even know where it's gone. <laughs> but uh, March Madness, right? Kind of everybody thinks about that yes. when it comes to... Now, that's... I am not a sports guy. I, oh, my. I know, I know. You feel sorry. Yeah, people, you people play sports. You know, you're, you're familiar with the concept. I, am, I understand the concept. Oh. Uh, and I did play sports uh, in high school, in college. I played soccer. Some people would question whether that's a, you know, a real sport or not. But <laughs> A lot all, of Americans do. Uh, for all my soccer players out there, I'm with you. I'm in your camp. I love soccer. Uh, but I've never been a real basketball fan. So uh, I don't even know which end of a basketball is up. So, well, it is round, so I'm not yeah. sure that it has an end. Well, but you know, it's kind of like the circle. You're, so. you're clearly proving that sports may not be your thing, <laughs> not, not being thing familiar with the end of a basketball. <laughs> but I know that you were a, a college athlete. You you played in school. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. When I was in school, we uh, we actually didn't have balls. We had rocks. It was that, it was that long ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I went to college in the 20th century. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a long time ago. You know ago. what? So did I. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> well, I uh, went to James Madison. I went there actually to be on the track and cross-country team. And actually, Great. God got a hold of my life and changed the direction of my life mm. where I was heading. And uh, so, yeah, each March uh, for me is kind of fun because uh, I really think March Madness should be a natural holiday. I really do. Just yeah. take the whole month and watch college basketball. Man, that sounds awful. <laughs> I just don't. That does not appeal to me at all. I'm so <laughs> you sorry. know, I think what what it is that bothers me about basketball so much is that yeah. all that squeaky the squeakiness. Shoes. I'm like, if they could yeah. just edit that out, <laughs> maybe maybe I could. Uh, maybe they need our our uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, editing. They editing better, guy here. Better, you know, better they, editing is that. Yeah, maybe is that that's the what secret? It is. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't I just, know. I've just never been able to follow basketball. But uh, I, for those of you that do. 
uh, good on you. I'm, I, I hope your team wins, whoever that is. You just lost a bunch of listeners. I, yeah, I know. You can send those emails to otw at fincastlebaptist.org. But, uh, you know, you mentioned that God had gotten a hold of your life in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that. Give us some specifics on that. Yeah, well, when I went to I went to a big public university, I grew mm-hmm. up in a small town uh, in Central Virginia. I went to this big university. I was kind of overwhelmed with the whole with the whole thing, and um, mm-hmm. in the process, I met some people um, who were really serious about their about their faith. Mm-hmm. And as I became deeper friends with them, they really encouraged me to consider my own faith. And was it my own or was it just mm-hmm. what I kind of brought along with me from my little small town in the middle right. of nowhere kind yeah. of thing? What grandma taught you. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. No, grandma taught me different things, but we won't get into that on the podcast <laughs> Yeah, okay. because it's a family show. So anyway, yeah, understood. we, we yes, won't want to do that. Stay, stick but, to the topic. <laughs> but um, but in college, uh, these uh, these um, it was a group of people that were really serious about their faith and had a big impact on my life and got me to consider what I truly believed. Mm-hmm. And um, it was in the process of, of considering that, that um, I placed, you know, all my faith and trust in Jesus in a, yeah. in a more active way. I think I had kind of had um, kind of an infant faith or mm-hmm. a, a faith of a basic understanding yeah, but when yeah. I met some people who went through some difficult times and faith helped them to get through it, mm. I was like, wow, how, how would I face a situation like that? Or when I was in class and professors might call into question certain basic understandings I thought I had about how the world and how it operated, it made me uh, leave and cons- leave the you know classroom and say, well, what do I think about that? And why do I mm. think that? And I had some <laughs> friends that helped me to walk through that process who who have actually become lifelong friends. In fact, a couple of them that I work with every day as a part of SBCV. Wow. That's awesome. You know, and you mentioned uh, that, how that faith and you saw that faith of your friends help them carry them through difficult times. And that I think is, is key, especially for us as Christians that uh, when we, uh, when we face difficulty in our life, that we approach that through the eyes of faith and we say, okay, I believe in the sovereignty of God. And so uh, I believe it was Spurgeon that said, if, or maybe it was C.S. Lewis, one of those, those wonderful writers that said, uh, you know, if there was a place that would be better for you to be than where you are right now, God would have you there. And talking about the sovereignty of God and and um, that faith through difficulty is we've talked about that a lot in this show, yeah. especially with the difficulties we see in society and in the world today, and how it just seems like it's just on a on a downhill slide and just picking up speed. Mm-hmm. We've got to have something to ground us, mm-hmm. something to 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 hold firm to, and a lot of times we place our faith in things that are uh, that are not solid. We have to have that solid foundation. And I love that you mentioned that that God had changed your direction in college. That kind of happened to me as well. God got a hold of my life my senior year of college, or actually it was between my junior and senior year. And uh, it happened for me on a mission trip while I was in Venezuela. Now, you can't go to Venezuela today as an American because it is communist country and it's not oh, it's, open for missionaries. It's in fact, closed. Okay. most of the missionaries have left unless they were indigenous people. Um, but I was there and uh, spent 10 days there. And eight of those days was miserable for me. 
I hated it. I loved everything about it, but I hated what was happening in my heart because God was really working on me. And uh, I had this plan. I was going to go be a musician. That's my, that was my goal. And, uh, and God just said, you know what? I've got a better plan. I've got a different plan for you. And I changed my life on a missions trip. And so missions has always had a, a, a big, important place in my life and in my heart. And, and in all honesty, I surrendered to the Lord to go into full-time missions. And he never really opened that door. But he brought me into uh, a service in a church. In a lot of ways, I'm doing exactly what I would be doing on a mission field right now. Uh, as I work with our Highlands campus in Covington, we're church planting, we're, we're developing leadership. And uh, it's just a really incredible thing to see, an incredible thing to watch God do. And so we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, I want to talk a little more about missions specifically and how you as a SBCV representative and what the SBC actually SBCV is and how they're involved in missions. And then maybe we'll, we'll dive into some scripture about missions and just what, what Jesus says, what the Bible says about missions. We'll be right back. Have you been enjoying On The Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff? If so, then feel free to check us out wherever you listen to your podcast for more episodes. For any more information, please check out our website at www.fincastlebaptist.org OTW, or you can send us an email at OTW at fincastlebaptist.org. That's OTW at fincastlebaptist.org. Now back to On The Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. On the way. So glad you've joined us today. Again, we've got a guest host with us today, Don Cox from the Southern Baptist Conservatives of Virginia. SBCV is here with us in the studio. Uh, Don, the first session, we kind of mentioned your your faith and how God had kind of changed your direction in college. And, and we determined that we need to have that solid foundation uh, to, to see us through those difficult times. Uh, but the SBCV is an organization based here in Virginia, and uh, why, well, just tell us a little bit about that. How, how did that kind of come about? What is it? Give us a little bit of background. Yeah, about 25 years ago, uh, a small group of churches um, desired to work together with a common commitment mm. to the uh, inerrancy of the Bible. And, and these were Baptist churches. These were all Baptist churches. Wanted to churches. work together. Mm, wanted to work together. Almost unheard of. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. Yeah. In fact, you know the old joke, what do you get when you get 10 Baptists in a room? Uh, no. 25 different opinions. That's, that's pretty much what you get. But anyway. It's so true, but, unfortunately. Uh, but about 25 years ago, there were a, a, a small group of churches that desired mm. Uh, based on a commitment to believing that the Bible didn't have any errors in it mm. and wanted to support some of that mission strongly in mm -hmm. a financial way, in a cooperative way, came together to form a fellowship, a network, a coalition of churches, I guess. Started with about 110 churches. Now we have uh, more than 800. Uh, and in that wow. fellowship, we, um, we've desired to come alongside local churches to mm. help fulfill the Great Commission. God has given us individually the commission to share the gospel with others and churches are just collections of people mm. who have that same passion and desire. And uh, we try to help them. We try to come alongside them as they're ministering. For example, I, I work to try to encourage pastors and help pastors help churches when they have, when they have need. Mm -hmm. um, 
We come alongside churches to help them get mobilized in our partnership with Southern Baptist Mission Work around the world. Mm. In fact, it can be uh, truly said that the sun never sets on Southern Baptist missions around the world. So we come alongside churches also to help new churches to be planted uh, in communities that are underserved with uh, churches that may have closed or in communities where there Mm -hmm. are new languages or people groups. Uh, yeah, I knew the I knew the SBCV was instrumental in helping us as we began to open the Highlands campus in Covington. It's true. It was a yeah. church that was closing, right? Uh, and in the process of our churches ministering, Fincastle as one of them ministering in the area, mm-hmm. that the possibility came: Hey, could we could we relaunch another church in this location instead of? Uh, tearing down the building, losing the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Why not instead relaunch it and uh, mm-hmm. with a new vision? And we've done that in lots of different cases. That's an example in a in an English speaking context. It's interesting to note that uh, we're we're here in the you know western part of Virginia. But if you were to drive about three hours east of here to suburban D.C., you would find that the second largest collection of Ethiopians are located there. The only largest wow. larger group. It's four hundred thousand of them. In, the in, only, outside of D.C.? Outside of D.C.? Wow. The only larger collection of Ethiopian people, this is just one example, Ethiopian people is in their capital city. So wow. why not help churches like Fincastle and others to plant churches to re- reach Ethiopians and others to speak in their own language that yeah. can hear about Jesus? Sometimes they'll come from nations where, you, like Venezuela, where you couldn't mm-hmm. go, Yeah, but God has brought them here due to conflict and immigration, mm-hmm. lots of different mm-hmm. reasons why people come to America, mostly to get freedom. They also had the freedom to hear about Jesus. Right. So we come alongside churches to help that. We also come alongside churches, like in the case of the Highlands Campus, where we help churches to revitalize, to turn around. Churches yeah. that have come to a point where that where it is difficult for them to, to mm-hmm. keep going, mm-hmm. or they're in a situation where they need specific help, and uh, we we come alongside churches to do that. So that that's what I do all yeah. the time. That's basically what I'm doing all the time. Yeah, and I know that uh, it, through this process of where Pastor Kevin has been involved in the accident and he's kind of out for a little while uh, in recovery, um, you have been an incredible source of wisdom and just consultation for us as a staff here at Fincastle Baptist Church. You've kind of helped us get our feet back on the ground and get moving forward. And, uh, and we appreciate that, but you're also coming, uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, here at the end of March to, uh, preach in our service. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that yeah. opportunity and grateful that we could uh, come alongside you guys and help you. Yeah. Sometimes I, I think we find that it is always helpful for pastors and churches to know they're not alone, to realize that they yeah. have someone to, to talk to someone who may be, can connect them with others who might be dealing with the same kind of challenge or maybe a new way to do things mm-hmm. or maybe needing training in certain areas. I mean, just just take COVID for example. No one had a playbook for that. So no, how do so, so how does how does a yeah, church I missed that class yeah, in seminary? Exactly. Yeah. How to, how I think to pastor I slept through a that church one. through a global I, pandemic. I, I missed it. I slept through that one. That one in Hebrew. But anyway, that's You're a whole right. other, that's a whole other story. So so trying to figure that out. It, it's so much uh, more valuable mm. and kingdom building, God's kingdom, not ours, right. to be able to network together and to yeah. talk through these things and work through these things. Even in my own case, um, I've been able to work with, dur- during the past 18 months, 
I've actually worked with 12 different churches to find a pastor just in the wow. last 18 months. Wow. Uh, I've served as That's an amazing. interim pastor to help uh, church, you know, churches that are without a pastor, churches yeah. that are dealing with conflict and difficulty. Mm. The idea of our network is to come alongside churches to help them. And the the tagline or the motto, I guess, of the SBCV is you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And that is, I'll tell you from personal experience that that, that you guys take that seriously. That's not just something you say. That's something that you live every day. Uh, I I can't think of a time where I've not picked up the phone to call you where you've not answered. Uh, Yeah. In fact, I need to change the ringer on my phone. (laughs) Red alert. Jeff's calling. You're going to store my number now so (laughs) you can can screen your calls. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But I think really the heartbeat of missions is, and you talked about the cooperative program and how, Mm -hmm. you know, the the dollars and cents that churches give to the SBCV goes Mm -hmm. to support our seminaries, the Southern Baptist seminaries and the International Mission Board and the North American Mission Board and the Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission, I believe, is the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's one of the reasons that I personally love the Southern Baptists because of mm-hmm. their their mission program. Mm-hmm. Because I saw so many missionaries in in independent circles that just they would come back from from deputation or from their uh, their field of service for about four years, and they're tired. And they need to recuperate and re- regenerate, and they need to kind of be re- 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 rejuvenated. This is the word I'm looking for, another <laughs> reword. Um, but they're not able to do that because right. they spend all of their time traveling around to these little churches, thanking them for the ten dollars a month they get. Mm-hmm. And it just it to me it just seemed kind of silly. But I'm grateful that the SBC and the Southern Baptist Conservative of Virginia support these missionaries and and there's how many how many missionaries go out with the imb or the well mission board well it's interesting in the last year 430 new ones have been sent amazing which is uh, out of a little more than 4,000 that are serving around the world and it's interesting you mentioned the cooperative program we're a collection a network of southern baptist churches Mm -hmm. just in virginia we're part of a wider national network of course right yeah in, uh, in 1925, that's exactly how Southern Baptists did missions, is they sent missionaries or individuals around to do deputation, to raise money right. for different causes. There were two problems. Number one, the organizations that had the best stories got the best funding, mm. number one. Yeah. And number two, churches that were smaller or maybe didn't have as deep pockets would never get someone to come and talk to them about what was going on. So Mm -hmm. in 1925, they figured out uh, how to figure, uh, they discovered a cooperative way to work together so that all things that were necessary could be equally, equally funded. And it's Mm. like a big missions mutual fund is really what it is, Yeah, which uh, allows churches, big and small, to be tributaries, creeks, streams into a mighty marching river, rolling river yeah. of Southern Baptist mission work around the world. And it's incredible to think that you said the sun never sets mm-hmm. on a, a Southern Baptist missionaries. It's true. And, and the influence that those people are having in the the, the areas where they serve right. is we as churches have kind of a, an input into that. And that's, that, right. that's powerful. It is. It's, it's, powerful. A, it's a powerful thing yeah. uh, to be able to work together. And to see that happen, not just to be able to 
send missionaries financially, mm-hmm. but also to be able to pray for them, to yeah, know what's going yeah. on, for churches to work together. We have a group of churches in Christiansburg that actually have adopted an unreached people group in Africa mm-hmm. and are working together to reach it. Most of the churches are smaller, two larger churches who are kind of have more people and money to put behind it. Sure. But they are the mission uh, reaching group in that mm. particular area to reach an unreached people group. And that, where would you find that? I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, you can't get people to agree on what to eat for <laughs> dinner or whether to wear a mask or not. You know That's what I'm saying? True. That's true. You had to go there with the mask. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I, you can get that out. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, it is so true. And missions is, as I said before, very, it's close to my heart. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit about missions and why we do missions. Uh, and just kind of dig into that just a little bit out of a a passage in John chapter 4. So we'll be right back after this. You've been listening to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. We'd love to invite you to Fincastle Baptist Highlands Campus. We're excited for you to join our church family. With programs and events for men, women, kids, youth, and the general church, you are sure to find a place to belong and feel connected to our community. On Sundays at 9.30 a.m., We have connect groups where you can study the Bible and share life experiences. Then at 1045 a.m., join us for our in-person service with live worship and a message from one of our pastors. If you have kids, we've got you covered. Your children can join us for a biblical time of lessons. Kids Church happens at the same time as our main services, so both you and your child can hear the Word of God. Our youth don't get left out on Sundays either. On Sunday evenings at 6 p.m., Fancastle Students Ignite happens. This is a great time of fellowship, games, and study in God's Word. There are a lot more events happening at Fincastle Baptist, and for more information, visit us at www.fincastlebaptist.org highlands. Now, back to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Well, welcome back to On the Way. We are having a conversation today with Don Cox, SBCV representative here. What's your actual title, Don? I'm the regional catalyst for the Valley area. The regional Cadillac. For, you drive no, a Cadillac? No, don't, no. You know? catalyst. Catalyst. Got a you, yes. starter, keep <laughs> impeller, I'm not sorry. Cadillac. I, I shouldn't I have do, jumped in on you like I, that. I drive a Toyota because I can afford right. one. Thank you very much, <laughs> The regional catalyst. Yes. Very good. Yeah. So you are the one that everyone calls and you're the one that kind of represents different churches, represents the SBCV to those churches in, in your region. What's your region? Uh, my region goes from Harrisonburg mm-hmm. down to Henry County through wow. the Roanoke area over to the Virginia Tech area. So kind of the western portion on the edge of West Virginia. And how many churches, how many SBCV churches in that region? 114. Wow. Wow. And you're right now actually interim pastor in one of those SBCV churches, I right? am in the Roanoke area. Yep. I am. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And a half hour from my house. Yeah. And so we spent some time talking about uh, missions last and just kind of how the SBCV is is attached to and, and cooperates with the SBC and the cooperative program and all of our North American Mission Board, International Mission Board, all of that. Uh, but I think it's important for us to, to, you know, not only talk about how we do missions, but why, what is the, what is the philosophy behind missions? Why do we do it? What's the motivation behind it? And I think, you know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think 
one of the reasons, there's plenty, there's, there's a plethora of reasons why we do missions, but I think one of the main reasons for me is that uh, we want to follow Jesus' example. And Jesus was all about missions. I and mean, Scripture tells us that he came to seek and save the lost. He didn't come for the healthy, he came for the sick. So he came on mission <laughs> for missions, Right? Would you agree with that? I, I would yeah. agree. In fact, he in John twenty verse twenty one, he yeah. says, "I've as I've been sent, so, so I'm, I'm sending you." you. Yeah, it's as direct as you could possibly. And in the Great Commission in Matthew twenty eight, the last mm -hmm. thing that Jesus tells his disciples is, "I want you to to go into the world and teach them, teach all the nations, baptize them, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you, mm -hmm. and I'll be with you." So I love the fact that he says, "I'm going to be with you." You're not going on your own. I'm not letting you leaving you out to dry. <laughs> I'm going there with you. That's right. And and he starts that by saying, "All authority has been given to me on heaven and earth." And so many times in our missions, we tend to approach it like we we're we're coming at it from a from an angle of I'm not sure I can do this. But Jesus says, "I've got all the power, and I still got all the power. Mm -hmm. Just go in my strength." You know, so we want to do it because of Jesus's example. But you mentioned something in the break that uh, that we were that just blew me away. And I, and I agree with you totally about another reason why we do missions. Yeah, there's a, I think there's a practical reason and how God has gripped my heart about this over time is to realize that the church that Jesus has created by the gospel and what he what he's done exists not just for those who are already here but those mm -hmm. who aren't here yet those ha who haven't been reached yet because mm -hmm. if that were if that were true it would be against the very love that Jesus exemplified himself if we yeah, exactly. if we for example say okay I've got the gospel I've been saved I've got the golden ticket uh and we clasp onto it and are not willing to pass on that good news to other people I wonder if the good news has really gripped us yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're we're kind of in the middle of a series here on Sunday mornings. It's called Unentitled, and it, it speaks directly to what you're talking about. Uh, we often don't share the gospel with people because we we have this sense of entitlement, like somehow we are more deserving of God's grace than that person, or they have so much sin in their life that there's no way. And I think that's anti-Jesus. <laughs> It is. It is. And we have, we have to think of the gospel as a, a, a lifestyle mm -hmm. and a journey. Yeah. Uh, it's not just the fact that we we have a relationship with the Lord and we, we have a saving relationship with Jesus, so therefore we've arrived. No, that's the beginning of the race, not the end. Mm, I, think yeah. that's, I think that's the problem. Yeah, I think right. part of it is feeling like the gospel is something that we, we want to have, so therefore, we we don't think about others, but the other the other side of it is salvation is just the beginning of that journey and living mm -hmm. at that journey and becoming more like Jesus. I'm certainly when I became a Christian in June uh, of 1980, that was just the beginning of the journey. I I knew enough to know that I was a sinner and I needed Jesus to save mm -hmm. me, but that was just the beginning. That was just yeah, the front door yeah. of the house, and now I'm exploring this incredible mansion of the Christian life and realizing there are treasures in every room, yeah, rooms I'd yeah. never considered before, <laughs> rooms I had never considered until I got married or rooms I'd never considered until I, I had kids, you know, mm -hmm. um, rooms I'd never considered until my kids became young adults and I'm kind of changing seats on the bus with them where I'm trying to encourage them as a friend as opposed to, you know, when they were 
little and I used to tell them exactly what to do and and they may or may not have done it but you know it, yeah. it's, it, it that's what it's like many times we the the Christian life is more like exploring a beautiful mansion John 14 Jesus mm-hmm. uses that picture that yeah, it's, he's created yeah. a, a a room a room for us so and and Jesus himself gives us the qualifications for us even following him and doing and it involves us laying down our entitlements, you know, living unentitled. Luke 9, verse 23 says, if anybody wants to follow me, let him deny himself. There's laying down your entitlement. And then he says, take up his cross daily. That's kind of, we got to go all in for the message. We got to mm-hmm. all in for the mission, you know, mm-hmm. and then follow me. And so often we approach our faith and our, our quote, religion from a uh, an entitlement kind of country club kind of mentality. I come to church, I'm a member of the church, and, and that's all, that's as far as it goes. But I loved what you said that we are here for those who aren't here yet. That's right. That needs to be the motto of some church. I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, uh, again, I've heard someone explained uh, years ago, they said, you know, uh, Evangelism, sharing the good news with other people, mm. is merely one beggar telling another beggar where to find yeah, bread. Yeah, I've heard that before too. So good, so good, and it's true. And 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 if we can do anything for you, the listener, uh, we want you to know that there is a way. There's one way, and that way is Jesus Christ. Jesus says Himself, "I am the way." There's not multiple ways. It's one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus, and that's what we want to do. If we can help you with that, would you reach out to us? Just send us an email to otw at fincastlebaptist.org. That's otw for on the way at fincastlebaptist.org. You've been listening to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Do you have a question for the pastors? Feel free to email us at otw at fincastlebaptist.org. That's OTW at FincastleBaptist.org. To listen to more on the way, visit FincastleBaptist.org slash OTW. Or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for joining us while you've been on the way.